the Rock Roundtable series on Talking About Rock with today's guests, Cole Rosick and Steph Holland. Welcome to our second episode of our Rock Roundtable series on Talking About Rock. Each episode, we bring you two special guests to discuss topics in music, media, or the entertainment world. We bring you these topics discussed with uh, our guests here today. So let's say hello to and meet our two guests. First, we have up returning guest, Cor Rozick, the bastard child of New York City, fresh from his shows opening for Ace Freely. Cor, how's it going? Going good, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. Let's also say hello and welcome to Stefan, Hollywood Monsters, Sun Road, Alpha Mountain Dude, and of course, Screen Taker with Vinnie Oxy and Jim Crean. Man, you, you're all over the place too, man. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of things going on. <laughs> you are a busy guy, no doubt, no doubt. So we just wanted to bring you both on here. Thank you so much for taking the time. We want to discuss a couple topics that we think are relevant to you guys right now. So the first thing I wanted to bring up here is obviously what's happening now, and it's been happening a while with the streaming services, right? That seems to be like the new record store, really, right? So you get the electronic thing, basically. And how does it affect, you know, artists today? You know, I'm looking at some numbers online, right? And so I wanted to go over real quick here. So if you're streaming on Spotify, according to the internet, which we know is never wrong, right? You get on Spotify, you're getting like uh, 0.00318 cents a stream, yeah. right? Uh, on Amazon, you're you're only getting uh, 0.004, you're getting 00402. So a little bit higher on Amazon music if you're, if you're working that out. And uh, Apple music is 0.008. So I guess that what that basically works out to is if you get a million streams on Spotify, you're getting around 3000 bucks. If you get a million streams, <laughs> you know, and on Apple music, you get about 8,000 bucks. So um, let's, let's start with you first core. How, how does this affect you? And do you, do you watch this and do you, do you see the streaming numbers? Is that something that's in your mind a lot? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the streaming game is a strange thing. Um, I find that I hate to sound like an old guy or something, but it, it's just weird. Like if you're, if you're doing a very specific niche genre, um, then sometimes algorithms can work to your advantage. You know, if you're like some sort of emo band or a scene core band, or, um, if you were an established band for a certain classic era, um, then yeah, the algorithms work to your favor sometimes organically. Right. Uh, but being that I've been an independent artist uh, that was on a, a well-known independent label that frankly did not push me on Spotify um, and my genre is kind of kind of a mixed bag genre wise, um, Spotify hasn't been too kind to me. Um, 
for us to manipulate that, we'd probably have to spend a lot of money on ads, which is something we'll probably do when we release new music properly independently this year. Um, but having said that, yeah, Spotify hasn't been too kind to us, but there's a lot of factors that go into why it hasn't been too kind to us. There's a lot of this, like I said, there's ads, there's the genre, there's the affiliated artists. There's a lot of this mystery sauce um, that sometimes doesn't apply to every artist, unfortunately. Uh, but having said that, it, it is hard for us because we are very much an old school band, even if our sound is a mixed genre we still come from that old style of we play shows um i find that we make a very good first impression people see us open up for ace or other bands we make a great first impression you come to the merch table you buy a record right <laughs> you know right um yeah. and, and, I, and i think you hit it on the head so it's a couple things right the algorithm a lot of times is against you and what i'm reading lately too is uh they're starting to maybe lean towards more of what what radio's kind of doing they're going to start pushing more stuff to you as originally when you were a spotify member it was cool because it was like your jukebox right you would go in there and i'll play what i want and then spotify got used to and then it started pushing you but they're going to get a lot more aggressive with that that's going to be coming up so uh well, well, and that might be a good thing when i finally release the music maybe spotify and us can work together you know <laughs> and then they'll push <laughs> They'll right. push our ads when we pay for them. Right. But having said that, it's been tough for us because we have been an old school band that plays live, sells a lot of units, old school physical CDs and vinyls. You know, people say CDs or whatever are dead. Our old record company didn't even care. They're like, go ahead, make your own CDs now. We don't care anymore. And I'm like, but but we're we're selling thousands of units a, a year. Right. Um, yeah, it used to be all it, units used to be the thing you were looking at, that word, right? Now you're looking at sure. streams and stuff, right? Yeah, so for us, it's kind of weird because uh, I'm going to be hoping to shop our new music once it's done to maybe some labels just to see one last gasp. Uh, does anybody want to work with me? And I'm worried because I'll be able to tell people, yeah, we're selling physical units every day, but our Spotify numbers aren't the best. And I feel like more labels now care more about it's like the new Facebook likes, you know, it's like they, they yeah. care more about the Spotify numbers instead of. Hey, people physically saw us in real life and bought a physical <laughs> CD. Like I, you, you would think yeah. that that would be more important. So yeah, I guess we'll think. see what happens on this next cycle. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, Steph. So what's what's your take on this? What's uh, going on with all the streaming yeah, services? My take is like is we have to um, work on our instrument for hours, hours, and days and years. Then we have to rehearse. And then we recall our music that we produce ourselves. Then we literally find the label. They put that on Spotify, and and we have zero point zero 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 thirty three percent. It's just ridiculous. I mean, and we and you have to pay for the for the the ads and everything. I mean, it's we are paying to to work. Yeah, yeah. It's Do you think right. it's you think this is like more of the record companies fall kind of kind of selling their catalogs to Spotify? You know, everybody, uh, everybody kind of wants to kind of place the blame a little the, bit. It's right? the labels, the Spotify and musicians as well. Yeah. Because music, musicians are, uh, are starving to be famous, not to have money, but to be famous. So they will do anything to just have some likes on Facebook or uh, TikTok or whatever. And uh, then labels, they don't take any risks, risks in, anymore. They're just like, okay, like, like you said earlier. Okay, I want to know how many likes you have on Facebook, and maybe we're going to do something. 
we don't care about if the, the music is good or not, if there's something to do with you guys. I just want to know that you already have all the fans, so we don't have to do any work, no nothing. Right. There's no band development like the UB used to no, be like back, back in the day, days. right? You you get a you get a chance to put out an album or two and try to create a following. Yeah, There's at, none of that. <laughs> you look at, at Alice Cooper back in the days. Is like I don't know how many albums he had to release before he got to in order to get famous. Like, like three or four. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the in the beginning that Frank Zappa when he signed uh, Alice Cooper was like ah I, I don't get your music but I'm going yeah. to try and something yeah. Do you think that's that, related that, like to the short attention span of the average listener like they don't want to give music bands a try do you think that's what it is or it's just record companies saying we're, we're not footing the bill because i think labels don't have any money first and uh they don't again to take any risks they uh, um and i think a lot of them don't care about music right that's um, they're looking at the numbers on the spreadsheet. Yeah, that's all. They're looking at, <laughs> right? Let's, yeah, let's be honest, right? Yeah. <laughs> why is this number that, or why is this number not that, right? So, so to be um, frank, so there's a lot of people, a lot of bands who buys uh, the views on YouTube, right? Because I saw the numbers and I saw how, uh, the price. Right. You can you can uh, tell when somebody's buying views, right? You can you can kind of tell, right? Yeah, of course. But if like if you want to get one million views, you have to pay three grand. Like if if I remember well, I mean it's ridiculous. So you're paying to get views, so you can sign uh, with a label who, who is not going to do anything for you. It's yeah. like it's it's a Monty Python uh, situation. It's like it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it's very very crazy. I I don't I don't know what the solution is. It just astounds me. Like you were saying. You know, you guys and all the other artists spend spend all this time on your craft, developing these songs, working hard, you know, busting your butt, making, you know, very small amounts of money. People think you guys are all out there making all kinds of money. Touring is expensive. All this stuff's a lot of cash. Yeah, and, and the and thing is, like, people are bitching because the ticket price for a concert is, is getting super expensive, but that's the only way to make money now. Right, right. right. They have to realize this is what happened with all the, since all the music's streaming now. So there's no money made on the actual physical product. The only no. way artists are making money is doing shows. And that's what happened with the with the debacle, and, right? And I think people uh, are now egoistical. I mean, when you, you tell them, you know what, you should buy a CD because that's going to help us. Then you have the, the product in, in your hand, but they don't care. They just want like to have this the music now, just now. They yeah. Want now. yeah, you know what I used to really like is in the back in the old days, right? You get something cool in the album or the CD, right? When Kiss came out with stuff, you get some stupid little cool stickers or a love gun. You know, you got all this yeah, little, the, little the, extra the, stuff back then. Now they don't want to. But what's great as well is to go to a store and buy a CD. It's like, okay, I'm going to go out. I'm going maybe to meet friends on the way. I'm going maybe to meet people in the record store. Maybe yep. I'm going to talk to the owner. Maybe maybe he's going yep. to uh, tell me to, to talk to me about a band I don't know about. And then maybe I'm going to end up with a, another CD. And that's and the, the fact that you have to wait to buy something, that's very important. Yeah, yeah, definitely to build that up, to build that up. And record stores are starting to make a little bit of a comeback, at least in our area. I don't know yeah. how it is all over, yeah, but some places, yeah. Yeah, here too, yeah. The vinyl is, is is okay now. Yeah, very, very cool. Yeah, so I guess we'll just keep an eye on this, and hopefully, you know, I'm sure it's going to get more difficult, not easier. I know a lot of bands just say, 
forget any labels and they put out stuff themselves and they try to stream it on their own sites. And I know, I know they struggle with that. And that kind of leads into my next question. And, and we'll, we'll stick with you for a minute, Steph, I guess here. So what aspect would you say is most challenging for you today as an artist? Is it promotions, tour expense? What, what do you think is the most challenging thing for you as an artist today? Go. <laughs> yeah, do you, want, do you want to take that one, Steph? uh is to go on the world the tour touring is the, is the most, I mean, the most music, well you're uh, you're in france right now right yeah but the music thing is like it's, it's the easy easy easiest part to uh to write record play now yeah. it's nothing compared to all the things we have to do and right. we have musicians and we that have used to, to be the difficult things. part right to get studio time and pay for you know producers and all that now it's you can do it wherever right yeah, I have everything in my living room now. So uh, if <laughs> right. I have an idea, I can uh, just go just over there and I do all my stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, that's why the tickets are exp so expensive, folks. All yeah. these expensive tour stuff. And would you agree there, Core? That's that's the main challenge you have as an artist. Is is I, I was reading some of your some of your history that you've gone through in the past year, and I don't know if you want to get into it or not, but you had some rough stuff on the road. You had some. You know, transportation issues, some health issues. You uh, know, the last tour they, was they, tough for you, man. Yeah, I mean, they all happened on the same run. I literally started having a a failing gallbladder, um, and then at the same on the same run, our uh, my front axle just melted off. Yeah, I saw uh, I, I saw you post about that. I was like, holy crap! I didn't really publicize it at the time, you know, uh, with everything we were going through, uh, just because I don't know. I didn't want to be one of those artists like, oh, woe is me, give me money. No, I, I I paid money on my pocket to fix the thing, but it, it definitely sent me back quite a lot of money, right? Um, which no one could anticipate. I mean, the car was fine until it wasn't. It just, I mean, I don't know how it was like the freak. It was like a freak accident. I, I don't know how yeah. it just literally melted off one day. Um, thank God nobody got hurt. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, touring is expensive. Um, and yeah, sometimes when you go out in a perfect world, sometimes you're just living comfortably on the road. Uh, sometimes when you come home, there's only so much, uh, that goes back into the, the band's pocket. Um, you got to treat the band like a company. So sometimes even the money that's quote unquote a profit isn't exactly a profit. It's money for the next run or it's money to make the next batch of merchandise, you know? So Right, it, it, reinvest it that into the into the into the band, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you know you have to treat it like a business, and yeah, it it is very hard sometimes to get into the green. Um, so touring has been difficult in that sense, but for me personally, as an artist, where I'm at, my biggest struggle has been a has been trying to find ways to uh, obtain a proper booking agency uh, to have proper representation. I'm I'm very lucky and blessed uh that i'm in such a unique situation that i still self-book a lot of stuff and i have little pockets of places where i can book myself and make an okay return um and obviously i've been opening up for ace freely now for almost two years which has been fantastic um but believe it or not for whatever reason that still hasn't uh made the industry go oh okay well we'll we'll sign you to our roster and then we can put you out with this person that person that person All right for whatever reason that hasn't materialized and from what i'm being told it's probably because of a the spotify numbers and that i need to put out new music which is what we're working on now um but then i have to make sure those have big spotify numbers right. so it's kind of this <laughs> it's, never it's this really cycle. weird 
you know, like 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 Steph was saying, it's not just oh, you're you're a good artist, you're a good musician, you're professional. You know, it's not just right. that's not enough. Right, and anymore. you don't even have to be that nowadays, right? No, you, no, you, you don't. Can, you don't have to be a good. That's what that's what drives me nuts, right? You don't have to be a good. I was talking to yeah, the, the funny thing is that a few days ago, I, I was talking to a, a, a friend and he was because uh, we were doing a, a recording. And um, we, were, we were talking about the fact that we have very expensive guitars, very expensive amps. And, and in the end, people listen uh, to your music on, the, on your phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <was> right. right. <laughs> yeah. Although it so, sounds great on a phone nowadays, they've really tweaked it. Yeah, but, but still, but still, you can you can make, you know, whatever sound like whatever you want. In today's I'm, I'm, on the good side, I, I'm sure there's a way to change everything, but we are we haven't found the um, the right way to change the music business and there must be a way because people are still interested in music yeah yeah i think yes. we're going to see a big change in all the different things that are going on with with ai and video i think there's going to be this weird shift of things coming up too maybe yeah <laughs> maybe i mean i think i don't i don't know if it's a generational thing um but i just from what i've seen in the last couple of years of the show we do and how we interact with the fans, um, our fans have always been more than happy to buy a CD or a vinyl. Um, and I, like I was saying, I think our numbers and physical units are more impressive than than our, our streams. Yeah, but, that, yeah, but uh, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. You 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 sing CDs when you when you get to play live, so people yes. they, they still want to play uh, uh, buy the physical uh, album, right? Is yes. the, the label right. they want to buy the album they want to get you guys to sign it all that stuff yeah oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the the stores and the labels they don't want to take any risks risk they want to they don't want to spend their money so but, but if you don't uh present something to the um, public i mean you, you have to make them want to buy something if 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 you say okay it's on spotify whatever do go and figure it out they're not going to sell anything you need to, you need to have a product to sell it to advise advertise the the product on the internet on the, the magazines everything they have to work they have to move their ass yeah yeah you have to have a whole a whole media campaign lined yeah. up and ready for that exactly that's that's the way of things nowadays for sure for sure mm -hmm. so the last thing I wanted to kind of discuss with you guys quick and Corey already kind of touched on this a little bit um guys got any stories or experiences from the road you maybe want to share with our audience Corey, you already sh shared something so i don't know uh, steph if you have something that maybe comes to mind that you want to share with our audience or listeners what something crazy i have so many crazy things what, what whatever you feel comfortable sharing you know what i mean no, i don't know like uh, um i i don't know like uh, you know i've i've um, opened for acdc in, in paris um was at the biggest stadium uh, uh, in France, so we had to play in front of eighty thousand people, and wow. we um, I received a call just a week before the the show. We didn't know we were going to play to play. <laughs> you got to love that. Oh yeah, in 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 two days we need you here. Yeah, it's so always I, I received a call at midnight. <laughs> at midnight, and and the producer calls me and says, uh, "Are you available next week?" I say, "Yes." Okay, bye. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know what you were saying yes to. No, and then he calls me back and say, okay, now you're going to play uh, with ACDC next week. I said, like, okay, bye. And uh, we went on stage with, without any rehearsal, nothing. 
So you opened for them, or you were playing with 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 with? Them? I, I, uh, we did open for them twice. So uh, that's kind of scary when you, you you don't have any rehearsal or nothing. Right. I, I did the same when I, I used to play for Paul Diano. Right. I went on stage. I, I met Paul Diano on stage. <laughs> right. So so we didn't rehearse with him. Nothing. We did rehearse on stage. You just just went out there and let's let's do some tracks and but it, yeah, but, it yeah. but it all worked out or was there some crazy stuff no, going on it worked, worked all but, right okay so that's yeah. a good story so yeah. it wasn't like wasn't like core having going through all those issues you yeah but i didn't get to move that much on the first night because i was pretty uh uh stressed <laughs> oh yeah right yeah you're playing yeah, because and Frio, just yeah. a couple of fans <laughs> yeah i have pulled the piano on my left that i don't know right <laughs> i mean, i know his music and i know I mean, what he has done very well, but we never met before, and then we're playing in front of I don't know how many people. <laughs> it's like it was weird. <laughs> that sounds very, very cool. All right, so that's that's it for some topics. So I wanted to throw some trivia questions at you guys here a little bit, and we'll wrap things up. We'll see how well you know some of the folks that uh, you've played and toured with. So, Cor, let's okay. start with you. We got a couple uh, trivia questions here. Hope we don't throw you for a loop on these too much. So let's let's start out with uh, what song on Ace's solo album in September 1978 reached number 13 from his solo album from back in the day. So that was the album with just his just his face on it when yeah. they released all the all the solo albums. Yeah. They, they kind of weren't getting along and they all decided to kind of do a little side project thing. And Ace is really is probably the only one that's really the most memorable, I think um I, there's a couple of great songs uh on the paul stanley record that i actually sang at kiss cancer uh goodbye this year um but i would agree that yeah paul um that uh, aces is probably the stronger of the of the four i'm gonna have to go with probably what's the was the most mainstream song and i'm gonna have to go with new york groove new york groove yep there you go very very good very very good all right so let's go over to steph for one here we'll mix it up we'll go back and forth here so we don't Put you guys in the hot seat totally so steph you played uh with vinnie Epsi a little bit what's vinnie Epsi's middle name uh this one's kind of a little tough i mean i i, I didn't know i had i don't remember tell me uh samson no, i didn't know yeah <laughs> so it is it is samson for his middle name all right yeah all right so let's go back to core here we'll, we'll round two more for you here so uh let's see what we got here ace freely's first song that he sang with kiss oh uh shock me shock me yeah very good there you go all right cool yep i got to give you some harder questions those are probably a little I'm, bit, well, I'm glad i'm not like you know a little uh, bit too easy myself you know? <laughs> i was trying to find some some more difficult ones to be honest with you but there's not a, there's not a ton about uh aces really early stuff so mm -hmm. so what are you gonna say um so uh let's go back to stuff here so uh this is really a trivia question it's more just a question i wanted to throw in there for you so what's the release date for the new screen taker album with vinnie apsey and jim cream that's a good that's what's a the good release question. date i have we need no release idea. date. <laughs> i have no idea i have no idea I, I've, I've done all the demos uh and now i'm, I'm waiting on, on the guys to to record their parts so yeah because you know i'm stalking your page looking for dates and <laughs> yeah me too me too i'm, I'm looking for dates. 
and uh, and I'm also working on an, an album with Mark Balls. Nice, excellent. Yeah, yeah with um, great singer. Mark, yeah. Uh, so the album is is recorded now. They are going to mix it now, and it's uh, but it's not the Envy Man thing. It's more rock, uh, more actual. Um, uh, there's uh, Steve Mann on key on keyboards. The guy yep. from Energy, yeah. There's uh, I don't I have a brain fart. I don't remember who's on the album. Oh, no worries, no worries. I'm sorry I put you on the spot there a little bit, yeah. but I, I I know you you talked about it months ago, and I'm like, where are they at yeah, with but, this project? Well, uh, the, the the album with Mark Ball should be re released before the Scream Taker one. Okay. All right. Well, we hope you'll come back with us and talk Scream Taker when this is all rolling. Okay. And we got one more for Core because you are on a roll here, man. So this this <laughs> one is is a little bit strange, but a lot of people kind of know this. What was unusual about the shoes Ace wore his Kiss audition? What was unusual about them? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, they were not the same color. Exactly right. Exactly right. He was wearing one red and one orange one shoe to orange. the audition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This man knows his Ace freely. So what's going on yeah. with in the Corraza camp? Said you. You said you're talking about recording some new stuff. So I. 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 Um. So during the pandemic, I was working with my initial production team that did the first record. And then as I relocated uh, to Pennsylvania, I'm now working with a new production team, which consists of uh, Daniel Mulch, who is a local producer engineer. Um, he's basically Andy Wallace's protege, um, who is a legendary engineer. So uh, Dan has worked with Andy on all on mixing all the, the last couple ghost records. Um, event sevenfolds new record yeah um, love them yep and uh i'm a huge ghost fan i think you know being that we're kind of we don't sound like ghosts by any means but i think we're definitely that new wave of like new theatrical kind of old school hard rock metal um yeah just there's a mixture now right there's like a mix yeah. like metal it's like it's like uh yeah like theatrical it's like a little poppy yeah right so we're we're trying to do that, but probably still a little bit more modern American. But um, because of that, Dan fell on our radar, and then it just so happened that his studio was where I moved, which is like, what are the odds of that? Perfect. So, um, <laughs> and um, his manager slash co-producer is a, a fella named Josh Balls, who is a local Pennsylvania entrepreneur. He was the original keyboard player for the um, goth band Motionless and White. Um, so I'm kind of around a, a new group of, uh, you know, industry characters here. So I did vocals on, on a new song, uh, last month. Um, we have a lot of stuff we record with the last production team. We might be re kind of shaping with the new production team. We're just kind of figuring out which songs to do. Um, but yeah, the goal is to release a couple of new songs this year. It's just a matter of, you know, are we going to get a real label to pick them up or are we just going to do it independent? So we're still kind of figuring that out, but right. we have to, we must, and we will release new music this year somehow, some way. Um, I'm back out with Ace uh, in the Midwest in a few weeks. And obviously with Ace putting out a new record and everyone being really excited about that, fingers crossed, I'm hoping we will go along for the ride as well this year and do more stuff with these so it's you know it's the beginning of the year so things are always very quiet this time of year unfortunately 
And uh, as you know how the business is, usually all the good stuff happens last minute. So we just have right. to be ready for it. So exactly, um, exactly. But we're hoping for a good year of new music and more shows. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Well, we hope you'll come back and keep us in the loop on what's happening with you. Yeah, I really like the stuff coming out from Ace's new album, 10,000 Volts. Sounds yep. very, very cool. So that should be a pretty cool tour. But yeah, definitely been waiting for music from the Corraza camp for a little while. So let's let's hope yeah, me too. Get that <laughs> All right, all right. Well, thank you guys both so much for joining us Thanks. on the second uh, edition here of our Rock Roundtable on Talking About Rock. I want to thank Cor Razek and Stefan for being with us. Guys, Thanks. it's been great. Thank you so much. And if you folks out there have comments or questions or stuff you'd like to discuss at the next Rock Roundtable, email us at talkingaboutrock at gmail.com. You can like us and follow us on all our social media and tune into our next episode. We'll have new guests and new interviews on Talking About Rock. Thanks, guys. Talking about rock is sponsored by School of Rock North Buffalo. Call 716-317-7625 to rock.